Welcome to the Anonymous Orator Podcast. It's been about four years since our last episode. This is episode three. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, guys, gals, and everything in between. (laughs) That might be a topic right there, actually. Anyway, this is the Anonymous Orator. I'm not going to give out my name. I do hope to remain the Anonymous Orator. Um, I'm sure you can figure out who I am if you really wanted to. I'm not disguising my voice or anything, but that's how I wanted to go about this show. Uh, As I said, it's been, I think, over four years, or at least four years, since my (laughs) last post, which would have been episode one and episode two. One would have correctly assumed that this podcast probably no longer existed and you would have been correct. I gave up on it pretty quick. I I tried lots of different shows and different ideas and uh, sometimes I like the idea and I just don't have the time. Uh, A lot's changed since I did the last two episodes. I'm in a whole new job, um, totally different situations. At home, the kids are older, everything's different. Uh, I don't know that I really have time to do a podcast now any more than I did then. Um, But I'm going to attempt it when I have time. There will not be a regular interval of episode drops. Uh, One real reason, honestly, (laughs) as dumb as it sounds, that I started picking this up again is I finally found a podcasting host that is actually free um and i'm trying it out so i've actually poured it over this podcast over to uh red circle podcast hosting they're not supporting me or anything they're not paying me to talk about them uh, i just want to give them a try they've only been around for about a year and supposedly it's free so we're gonna we're gonna give that a shot we're gonna try it out um i want to see what what they let me do what they don't let me do and how it works out. So, you know, once I found this podcast hosting site, I just thought, yeah, I, maybe I'll pick up where I left off on a couple projects that died off pretty quick that were kind of fun. Again, I'm only anonymous not to hide or anything. It's it's more just to be a little more open and honest, um, you know, kind of almost like a a diary entry or something. I, I want to be open and honest. And I, I think that would be hard for me and my personality if I were publicly announcing who I was. I don't think I'd go in as deep or get or quite as open. Might not talk as openly about issues I'm having or, or my opinions. So that's really the whole reason behind the, uh, the anonymity is, uh, <laughs> is just to, to open myself up. So, uh, it, it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, so welcome back. I mean, this is cool. Uh, I think on episode two, I listened to it about a week ago. I talked about how there was no listeners. <laughs> and uh, when I went back in and started relooking into my statistics to recreate the show, uh, I found that there actually were some listeners coming in over the years. Probably not a lot and not a lot of traction, but there were some people coming in and taking a listen and and i really don't know what they thought about it i i don't know what people thought of the show i I didn't receive any emails or anything 
Um, and, and, I know, and I don't really know that I ever will. I, I don't know what, what this show, uh, what role it'll really fill um, for anyone. <laughs> it might be a little too out there, a little bit too random of topics, kind of. It's kind of how my YouTube channel is, is the topics are just a little too random. It's hard to get some traction. I, I got quite a quite a few subscribers, and I make a little money on YouTube nowadays. But, uh, you know, I think somebody will come in and watch one video, subscribe, and then my next video has nothing to do with what they subscribe to watch. So it's just not a very organized system, and, and that's on me, you know. This isn't, this isn't my job. This is what I do for fun, so I do it the way I want to. And uh, hopefully some people get something out of it. Uh, today I've actually got a little drink. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> I got the dogs downstairs with me hanging out. Uh, the wife's not here. And uh, I'm doing a little drinking. Uh, I'm not really like a manly man. I don't drink like the dark liquors. This is a full-on girly, juicy, fruity drink. Period. I, I, I've always been that way. I've never been ashamed of it. <laughs> remember my brother taking me to the bar the first time several, several years ago. Uh, God, it's been probably over 15 years now. And uh, <laughs> the waitress, you know, says, what are you drinking? I said, well, I'm just turned 21. I don't really know what I drink, but bring me what you would bring if me if I was a girl. <laughs> and I think she brought me like a sex on the beach or an A. Um, AM, AFL, what is, what is it? Adios, motherfucker. And I loved it. I was like, yeah, that's the good shit. Keep the juices coming. So that's where we're at with it right now. I don't even know what I put in here. Some kind of fruity vodka and some kind of V8. Not the vegetable shit, but like the splash. <laughs> and I'm sure the microphone's picking up the dogs, making dog noises behind me right now all right let's move on i i, I do want to kind of pick up where i left off I, I i i got pretty deep on the last episode actually it was pretty long and i went back and listened to it and that's kind of why i wanted to pick it back up as i was like man this is kind of good um <laughs> i don't know if other people would feel that way but i feel like i really kind of got into it about some serious shit about my wife and uh, where we were at and what was going on. And it was kind of a, a, a turning point in my life. It, it really was. I was I was talking about, uh, I think the title even of the show, I think it was titled like Tribal Politics or something. But when I got into everything, I started talking about issues I've been having with with my marriage and not sure that I could save it. And I remember that. It took me back to that moment. I kind of forgot about it a little bit. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, we were really, really close to calling it quits at that time when I recorded that show. And it really took me right back there. Like, it was crazy. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, it really did something for me. Whether anybody listens to this show or not, maybe I don't, maybe I shouldn't even make it public. Maybe it's just for myself, but it really put some things back into perspective for me. Um, I guess to, to report back on, on where I left off there, uh, we're doing great. I mean, I think a lot of it was I got a new job, new position, same company. 
that's working a much better shift, a uh, higher stress, but a different type of stress that was more manageable, um, a more rewarding job, a less frustrating job. It's not at night. I'm seeing the family now. Been doing that for a couple of years and, and it totally turned our marriage around. But a big part of it was also just kind of from that podcast, honestly. Um, I think it was like that, that uh, segment was like called realizing I'm a piece of shit, you know, and, and I really did. And I, I realized what I was doing wrong, decided to correct it. And, and, and I did. And for the most part, and things have been significantly better. I would not consider our marriage in a bad place. And it hasn't been for several years now. And, and things are just going well, uh, that, that can change, <laughs> but really they, they really are. Um, and yes, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to follow up on that. You know, I, I, we, we really went through some serious shit and, uh, we came out on the other side somehow better. We really are better now than we ever were before. And that's, that's really, really rare, uh, and maybe it's because I've been drinking more. <laughs> no, I doubt it. But, you know, there's other things I would like to talk about other than alcohol on this show. Um, Mind-altering substances. But I really don't think I can just in case uh, my identity is ever released. It could affect my job, <laughs> the one that makes money. And uh, so I don't think I can open up quite about that, but I, I really wanted to. Um, you know, things are not as illegal as they once were in a large portion of this country. And sometimes <laughs> things could be better, right? I think we've proven that that you know marijuana is not super bad for you and and isn't that big a deal and uh, we're going the right direction you know a lot of states are um legalizing it and a lot of different people are trying it for the first time and realizing whoa wait why was this illegal like <laughs> it's it's not even as bad as alcohol it's like somewhere between like smoking a cigarette and drinking alcohol, right? Like it's between the two. Anyway, I'm not going to go deep into that. Pandemic. So obviously, I would guess that just about any podcast going right now in early 2021 is probably addressing the pandemic one way or another. <laughs> and, and, and I guess we're kind of rounding the corner now, you know. Biden's kind of at the wheel now. We have an adult <laughs> steering the ship. And, and, you know, somebody could say, well, you know, Trump did all the heavy lifting and Biden's just coming in to spike the ball. And, and a little of that might be kind of true, but it really does make a difference to have somebody, an adult, steering the boat. I, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I mean, we got this QAnon guy. Conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory nut running the country and 
finally something comes up that's like a real thing he has to deal with and obviously he he dropped the ball just horribly i don't know that anybody could deny that he was super public about just how much he wasn't taking it seriously right and and over 500,000 deaths in a year number one cause of death in the country lowered the uh life expectancy of an american by a year uh african americans by three years three times worse on them than it is on on whites that that's crazy kind of exposed or not exposed but put a magnifying glass up to you know the racial inequality that's going on um you know, and that's happened a lot over the last couple of years with a lot of things. Uh, George Floyd is, is uh, again, you know, the murderer cop <laughs> will be in court, I think, this week for George Floyd's death. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I'm not really super strong on one side or the other with that. I, I do think that liberals tend to jump to conclusions on things without all the facts really aggressively and really fast. And I think that conservatives are too quick to defend white people and police. And there's got to be like a happy medium, right? Like we shouldn't, it shouldn't be our knee jerk reaction to defend the police or, you know, in these situations, but it also shouldn't be our knee jerk reaction to from one little video think we know everything about an event right so <laughs> there is a medium and that's probably where reality is on on these things um you know you can watch cnn or whatever they're going to show you one side of that event and leave out major things and and fox news is going to show you a different side and leave out major things you almost have to like put it all together you know Fox News only shows the video of them putting him in the car. And then CNN only shows a video of the cop kneeling on the guy. And the whole thing is relevant, right? And they talk about how it's going to be really hard to get a conviction. It's going to be really hard to get a conviction because he wasn't really trying to kill the guy, right? That's why. Um, and again, <laughs> I, uh, the left will come at me and burn down my house for just saying that even though they don't know what happened. Um, but but it's not hard to get a conviction when somebody murders somebody and there's lots of footage of it. Um, there is when the footage is suggesting it wasn't quite a murder. I, I think, you know, reckless endangerment or whatever, the the same thing you would get for doing your job poorly and somebody dies from it. You know, that is different than actively going out and killing somebody. Right. So I, I can tell you what this wasn't. <laughs> it, this, this wasn't a guy doing absolutely nothing wrong. The cops showed up, threw him to the ground, pinned his knee to his deck, neck till he choked out and died. It wasn't that, and it wasn't the other thing that the other side would want you to believe is that this guy was running around maniac, robbing, killing everybody, 
and the cops stepped in and saved a million lives by taking him out. It's neither of those things. There's an infinite number of things that can happen between there. And I mean, that's why we have court, right? That's why we need to wait till the facts come out. And and I fully supported all of the, you know, wake up call that came from that. Um, there, you know, kind of everybody kind of had to look in at themselves and think, why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? Why? Yeah, I did it with myself. It's like, why is my first um, reaction, my instinct, my first instinct to like defend the police or, you know, when somebody used to say a few years ago, like Black Lives Matter, why was my first instinct like angry from such a basic, simple statement of fact? Why, <laughs> why did I kind of taken aback by that um what did that say about myself what did it kind of show of my own racial bias that was built in from the time i was born and the fact that i live somewhere where there's almost no diversity right and and and, and it was you know the first time i heard that saying it kind of my first reaction was like well all lives matter, right? <laughs> Which is the worst fucking thing to say, right? You're missing the whole point. You're completely... If that's your first reaction, that is showing you that you have a horrible racial bias built deep into your psyche, kind of proving the point that people are making. The, the reaction to that should be, yeah, they do. Like... Yeah, like it, it, it should, you shouldn't, your first instinct shouldn't be to argue that, period, right? And if that is your first instinct, you have a fucking problem. I was the same way. I felt it too. You have a problem. So backing out a little bit, it's getting pretty heavy in here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really want to go deep into that. It wasn't even on my agenda for discussion um but you know i let this conversation take it take it where it goes i, I let it go jesus i can't finish sentences so back to the pandemic uh the, i've noticed there's a really odd thing going on with the pandemic it, it's really there's really two different realities out there right now well, not realities but there's two different worlds that people fall into one of these categories with the pandemic and it kind of shapes the way you view it and i'm not going to get into any of the the politics of the masks and all the bullshit i'm talking just the, the way your brain perceives what's happening right now um in, there's the group of people where their company they worked for completely accommodated them, right? Like the pandemic hit, things shut down, and the companies they worked for like went through drastic changes to accommodate them. Like basically what I'm saying is you work from home now. Call into everything, do everything from home. You work from home. And it's this big change, 
and there's all these accommodations that allow these people to be protected and safe. And <laughs> then there's the other group of people that when it shut down, the only real change was your company posted a sign that said, wear masks and keep social distance. <laughs> and then everything went on as normal. And then, of course, there's the third group who completely lost their jobs altogether, and I think they fall kind of in with the first group. Their company didn't accommodate them, but really their whole job went away, and they're kind of just sitting at home. But the government kind of accommodated them with a lot more money, right? <laughs> I know when it first shut down, a lot of people I was worried about, my sister, my friend, all these guys that were out of work, I'm calling them, how you doing? And it's like, oh, we're doing great. They're giving me more than I was making <laughs> when I was working. It's like, okay. So, you know, they were kind of accommodated as well. And these people that were accommodated take the virus a lot more seriously because they're allowed to, right? Everything is accommodating them to be able to literally just stay home and never leave the house again and social distance and do all the right things that everybody should be doing to at least should be doing to slow down the spread of this virus. But it was handed to them right? <laughs> and so they view it as a very scary world out there, right? Like, oh my gosh, everything changed. But then there's the essential workers, people like me, and a lot of people I know, that we still had to go out every day. And if we just sat there and thought it was terrifying every day, eight, 10 hours a day, every day, we would lose our fucking minds. We had to accept it as kind of a new normal. And it really, all that meant was don't shake hands and wear a mask. And, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so when these two people collide in my house, what my wife lives in the world where she's accommodated, totally different world than I'm living in right now. And I'm in the world where I still got to go out to work every day. To her, the virus is a much bigger deal because it can be. They allow it to be. She She's allowed to feel this way. <laughs> I can't be that way or I would lose my fucking mind. So to me, I'm living in this world where it's not that big a deal. I don't worry about going to the store. It's no different than going to work. I don't worry about going and doing just about anything, right? Like it's no different than going to work. And I understand that we should go out and do less and do our part, but you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't tell me that it's safe for me to go to work, but unsafe for me to go grab a bite to eat. I'm going to experience less people going into the grocery store than I am at work, right? So, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's, 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 it kind of just shows there's, there's two different worlds. And, you know, my other sister, not the one who lost her job, my sister who's a teacher, the school shut down and she did everything online, right? And she views this pandemic as this big scary thing and, oh, my God, how are you going places and doing things? It's like, because I fucking have to, right? Like, we didn't get that luxury to hunker down. We just didn't. It's two different worlds, right? <laughs> we, we didn't get that. And <clears throat> it does kind of bother me that, you know, essential workers weren't higher up on this list of vaccines, right? We're going to get it at the same time everybody else does. And yet we had to go to work every day and expose ourselves out into the world every day as normal thousands and millions of us out there and i think 
there's the people at home who think that everyone was accommodated and nobody has to go do anything ever. And it's like, no, a lot of us still do. And it's just kind of weird. You can kind of see it, the way people react to things. And when you, you know, I talk to my sister or whatever, she, she's doing this or that. And you can tell she's just taking it so serious, but it's just because she's allowed to. It's not really like she's doing any better than anyone else. <clears throat> it's just a weird dynamic. You know, we, like I said, we have it in my house between me and my wife. It's two different worlds. When we go out to the store, <laughs> she's very aware that she's out in the danger, right? She's super cautious to touch anything. <laughs> you know, the mask is on, which the masks are on everywhere all the time. She's very aware of everybody wearing masks. She's aware of the couple assholes who aren't. For the rest of us, that's just another day. I picked up a couple new hobbies. Since last time, uh, my daughter got me a record player uh, over a year ago for my birthday. And that's just the coolest fucking thing. I, I don't even know why I love it. Uh, I <laughs> there's just something about records. I know it's just like trendy right now or whatever, but there's something about them that's so pure and just really really makes me enjoy music so much more than Spotify or whatever you use to listen to digital music. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I've studied audio. I, I, I actually really do understand the technical side of digital music and analog music <clears throat> and kind of understand technically the difference. And, and it makes you really like analog. If you know that, like <laughs> you, 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 it's more real, like, Analog is like a real person. Digital is a is is a photo of a person, right? And you can make that photo look way better than reality, right? You can make that photo look really cool with a lot of effects and a lot of cleaning up and really make that photo really beautiful. But it's not the same as just the real fucking person, right? And... It's the closest thing with analog or with records, with LPs, vinyl. It's the closest thing you're ever going to get. It's the closest you're going to get to that artist without actually going and seeing them live. And that's one thing. It's really cool if you can get a, an original LP from an artist that's no longer around, from, from the 70s. That's as close as you're going to get to that recording in the studio. There's very little between you and them. Very little. Like, the vibrations they made in that room were picked up on a microphone moving back and forth. That microphone was plugged in to some kind of recording device. That picked it up. <coughs> that was sent off, and those same vibrations were captured onto that vinyl. You put the vinyl down, the needle picks up those vibrations, sends it to your speaker, starts vibrating the exact same vibrations, and you hear it. That, that's the steps, right? Digital is a whole different world, especially like <laughs> I've thought about it like when I was listening to Spotify out mowing the lawn. And I thought, okay, the first steps are all the same. The vibrations are picked up in the studio. But then it's converted to digital, right? And it's going to go into a computer and have a ton of work done on it. Tons of conversions, lots of changes. Um, 
you know, and then that's going to be sent to somebody to master it, and it's going to have a bunch more changes, and then it's going to be converted to a different format that's smaller, and it's going to be sent to the record label. Whoever's distributing it, it's going to be on a server. And then let's say you're using Spotify. They're going to convert it again to a much smaller file. Like, I mean, you're literally getting like 5% of the original file, and that's already a chopped up version. Digital's always choppy no matter what. Now, you might chop it up enough to where you don't hear it, but it is choppy. I do actually think your body can kind of feel the difference. Um, and <coughs> so it's chopped up, you know, and then it's going to go wirelessly, which is a whole other conversion, you know, over from your router. And don't don't even get me into all the conversions it took just to get to your freaking in, through your internet provider and to your router. But then it's going wireless, and it's probably not the first time this data has been converted to wireless. It's going to go wirelessly to your phone, right? And then it's going to be in a whole different format. And then in a lot of cases, people use wireless earbuds, and it's going to convert back to wireless again up into your earbud. You're getting like this zombie version. It's super disconnected. It's like a copy of a copy of a conversion of a conversion of a copy of a copy of a copy of a conversion of a copy. And it's amazing we can make things sound as well as they do, but a lot of it's little tricks. A lot of it is little tweaks and little little things we use, little filters we use to make things sound a little better. I'm using quotes, air quotes around better to trick our ear, but it's really not the same. Right? Do you want to hear the real music the artist did? And if you can get it before it was like digitally remastered, right? There's a lot of reprints now of older albums and they're like digitally remastered. And it's like, why are you even buying it on vinyl? I don't even know why you would do that. But yeah, it, it's there's something about it. I don't know if, if you're into vinyl or not. Um, I, I can't imagine anybody who gets into it would dis be disappointed. Other than it's a little harder, right? Like, it's harder to listen to. It's more expensive. A lot of factors are involved to make it work right. A lot of different quality issues. You're going to get something different. It's not consistent. <laughs> um, and, and I think all that makes it a little more real, a little more enjoyable. And I, I really can't quite put my finger on why, but it, it definitely does. It's it's made a big difference for me. I was kind of losing music. I, you know, I'm a musician. I love recording music, playing music, listening to music. And as much as I love Spotify, I really do. I think it's amazing. Listen to just about any song I want on my phone instantly. Uh, that's fucking magic. That's a miracle. That's a fucking miracle. That That's just come about in like the last 10 years. But... So as much as I love it, there was this, like, almost, like, too much of a good thing. Like, I lost, and I might have even talked about this in earlier episodes, but I lost something, like, <laughs> the hunt or whatever. Like, there was something lost from just having everything all the time. Like, all of a sudden, I couldn't just, like, even think of anything I wanted to listen to. And it's like, how is that possible? You have everything. How is it fucking possible on my way home that I couldn't find something I wanted to listen to when I literally have access to everything? 
and everything, almost everything, everything that Spotify has. Plenty to listen to till the day you die. And there's something going on in my mind that I don't quite understand, but the fact that for a record I have to physically go out and find it, bring it home, and play it, and God, hope that it doesn't skip, hope that it plays well. <laughs> and then when everything works out right, and you get to listen to it, and you put on some good speakers, and what you're doing is you're listening to music. It's not just background noise while you're driving. It's not something just shoved in your ear while you're working out. You are listening to music as an activity, and that's very different than having music playing while you're performing a separate activity. You are listening to it. You are in it. And that's what you're doing. And it makes all the difference. And then you start getting into finding old cool albums. And there's a whole thing there where it's like this is a real thing. Like somebody went and bought this back in, you know, 1968. Brand new from the record store. Probably paid $1.99 for it, you know. <laughs> when this album just came out and it was new. And they threw it on and they listened to it just like I'm doing now. With almost the exact same experience I'm getting now. It's the same thing physically, you know, and there's a connection there to the music. There's a connection to previous owners that you'll never, ever get in the digital world. That's all gone. Plus the art. That's one thing with like Spotify. You get this tiny little one inch by one inch square <laughs> that shows the cover of the album. Didn't really think much about it when you actually buy the real albums. These big 12 by 12 inch things you hold in your hand it's like this is fucking beautiful like some of the old shit you're like damn this is really cool looking you know and you're looking at it while you're listening to it and you're reading the lyrics and it's just a totally different experience i love it and uh i do plan on if i continue this podcast uh maybe talking about vinyl quite a bit more maybe getting some recommendations out to people um, <clears throat> you know, it, it does kind of introduce you to me new music too. Like I'm searching eBay for some deals. I saw like Simon and Garfunkel, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I remember my dad liked those guys. The, the sound of silence was cool. I wonder if they got any other good songs. And some guy had a bunch of them all in one, you know, package for like 18 bucks. It's like four albums, like Simon and Garfunkel. And then just some Paul Simon. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's not a band or anything I really ever got into, but I'll buy it. That Paul Simon album is fucking amazing. Amazing. Let me grab it. Hold on. <clears throat> Oops, I clicked some buttons. Hopefully I'm still recording. Yeah, this Paul Simon album, I think it's just like a self-titled album. It's the one with him. He's wearing like a big fur coat on the front. <laughs> it's got Mother and Child Reunion on it. Uh, a bunch of other great songs. I didn't even know this album, you know. I just got it. And it's like an original print and everything. And the front of it looks so dorky. And I threw it on. And it was like, holy shit, where have you been all my life? This is a fucking awesome record. F fucking amazing. <laughs> I would have never found that on Spotify. Spotify would have never suggested it. And honestly, even when I listen to it on Spotify, it doesn't sound right. 
it's not right. It's been too too been through too many filters. It's been too fucking jacked up. It doesn't sound right. I throw on my record. It's beautiful. Sip something to drink. Maybe inhale some. <laughs> you know, partake and just sit back and listen to this Paul Simon album. I wish I could play it for you, but I don't have the rights. But if you can find it, I mean, you could probably find it for about six, seven bucks on on eBay. And that's the cool thing is you, you'll find some cool stuff. There's some obvious albums that are just really expensive um, that are I don't have, right? Because everybody wants them, you know, <laughs> like the classics. And it's like, yeah, they're 100 bucks or whatever. I'm not going to buy it. But there's these little hidden gems out there that nobody cares about that are like six, seven bucks. And you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is amazing, <laughs> you know. Um, you can get some... <laughs> Neil Young and, and and I mean all kinds of just really cool albums that are really gonna just they just make me happy. Well, I think I'm just about out of time. I got plenty of other topics I want to discuss, but we'll get into to them next time. I don't want this to run on forever. Uh, so I think we're just going to end it here and I really do appreciate anybody who listened again. I will be looking for emails. If you have any questions, you want me to answer some questions on the show, go ahead and send it out. You'll be featured and, uh, well, maybe depending on, <laughs> have a good one guys. See ya.